You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched you watch work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it and I ran him back six things like Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. The Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. It is a beautiful Tuesday morning, and we are live and local. And glad to have you with us on the radio airwaves as well as via social media. I want to remind you that you can be a part of the conversation at 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa hotline is open for business. Taco Casa, quality, taste, value, under the biggest cactus in town, go check them out for lunch and or dinner, and they will be glad to serve you dine-in, drive-through, and or carry-out. That's Taco Casa, quality, taste, and value under the biggest cactus in town. So go check them out this morning and tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by. Let me hear you on chat as well. Let me hear your interactions. We'll bring your conversation in to uh, the field of play, just like we do the phone calls. We'll work them in as much as we can. So uh, don't hesitate. If you got a question, comment, thought, uh, even a topic or direction you'd like for us to entertain, we'll do that. Coming up in the second quarter, we'll get to D.C., D.C. Capstone Report, find out uh, his thoughts uh, on the game from Saturday, uh, what he, how he felt that the Alabama Crimson Tide did and uh, against the Florida Gators and how he feels about the matchups with the upcoming college football playoffs. And uh, speaking of matchups of the college football playoffs, I uh, did a couple of the coaches in the playoffs uh, shoot a shot across the bow at Ohio state. We'll talk about that. Uh, and did one take a low blow potentially, but also was it warranted? Um, has, have there been conversations and said, has there been another video? Have you seen the video? Well, we'll talk about that and more, but, uh, good morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm okay today, Martin. Happy to be here. Get started on this Tuesday. Yes. Hey, well, let me ask you this, Joe. There's been one good thing about COVID and the college football playoffs. You know what it is? No, tell me. We don't have to wait 28 days to see the next game. <laughs> I agree with that completely. What are we, like a week and a half, 10 days? Yeah, it, I mean, it's literally like a regular, like a bye week pretty much is what it comes out to be. Uh, Alabama playing, uh, you know, New Year's Day. I mean, it's, it's, it's so awesome that we don't have to wait until, you know, forever. It's like they're going to go home for practice a few days. Uh, well, it's based on who you are. Uh, Brian Kelly not allowing his players to go home uh, for the break. Nick Saban allowing his players to go home. How you feel about that, man? I'm thinking I've I've said the only way Alabama loses this game is COVID nineteen. Uh, of course, uh, another way is to lose to, to injury. And we may have had one of those game-changing injuries Saturday. Um, even though we have three Heisman Trophy candidates, did we lose the cog that makes this team go on Saturday, uh, Joe? So I, I guess I back up and, and and man, how do you feel? Would you rather? Would you feel much better if Nick Saban had kept all the players uh, here in Tuscaloosa? 
Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, selfishly, I think I would. I, and, and that's really sad for the players that they kind of have to be locked up. Uh, but, yeah, selfishly, I, I, I would worry a whole lot less if they weren't going home for Christmas break. But they are, and hopefully they're smart about it. Coach Saban has been instilling these processes and these uh, these protocols all year long, and hopefully it apply, the, the players uh, apply it over the weekend and uh, everything comes out back. It comes out good. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the, the difference is I think it's 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 like in a different season uh, time of the year, so these players are going to really have to use due diligence. Uh, I would hate for Alabama uh, to be in the situation, but uh, yesterday uh, I did see where um, the um, executive director of the college football playoffs uh, told Heather Denich that if one and or both teams weren't able to play that they are prepared if they have to uh to move the game so that part i guess is a is a good thing joe that that they are flexible enough uh that they are going to play these games even if that means some potential kickback or pushback um and I, I i see no reason why they wouldn't kick it back or push it back uh if um if you're saying that you want to find the best four teams and these are the four that you said uh, unlike the way the Pac-12, you know, did the Pac-12, uh, instead of uh, they didn't have the flexibility to move it back, really, I guess. Well, I guess they could have played this week, but instead they replaced uh, Washington with Oregon, and Oregon went on to win the, the Pac-12 championship as the number 25 team in the country. Uh, so there you go. But anyway, when you look at this, Nick Saban making a decision uh, to allow his players to go home. Um, it's not the players that you have to worry about, and it's it's everyone else. I think the players are going to do what they need to do. It's just that Nick Saban, he's going to do the same thing he did before. He's going to call the parents, family, et cetera, uh, and tell them, hey, don't mess up what these young men have worked hard for, and hopefully everyone buys in. Maybe he has a little more influence uh, than the government has when it comes to people and families and friends uh taking the virus serious so we'll see joe this is kind of a funny thought you remember way back when when nick saban marched with his players oh 100 people thought that oh i'm not i'm, I'm selling my tickets they're, they're they're distracted they're not focused on the game <laughs> i wonder how many of those people uh that, that that went out and tweeted and post i'm not gonna watch any alabama football i'm through with the crimson tide I wonder how many of them t- televisions will be on uh, in, in about a week and a half watching Alabama versus Notre Dame. I'm just I, – I don't know what made me think about that, but I, I, it's kind of funny how we we get so uh, tied up in, in, in college sports and it's such a passion and all that, and we make some, some uh, outlandish, crazy statements and stuff only to have to eat those words because I guarantee the majority of those people, even if they have secretly had to watch this football team, uh, they've they've been doing that. And one guy that said he hasn't watched a lot of Alabama football, but he he nailed his description of the Alabama football team, um, and that is Brian Kelly. Uh, Here's what he had to say. He said, on Alabama's evolution since Alabama-Notre Dame title game, well, at first glimpse, it's the proliferation of talent on offense, certainly at the wide receiver position, running backs. I would certainly say they're probably where where they uh, are and continue to evolve at the offensive line. I think their number two and number three running backs are as good as anybody in the country. I think from that standpoint, I would probably point towards, listen to this, Joe, Mac Jones no longer just called a game manager. I would probably point towards great quarterback play. Not good quarterback play, but great quarterback play. And then the skill skill players, in particular wide receivers, that have really elevated the explosiveness of these Alabama offenses. Is Brian Kelly taking the high road to make sure he does not get put up on a bulletin board and motivate this Alabama team any more than uh, they already are to beat Notre Dame. A hundred percent, and he's smart to do that. He's smart to play the respectful card. I think that uh, anytime you poke the bear with Alabama, the the, the you know. 
Alabama that plays better when it's keyed up and, and, and fired up, as, as every team does, duh. But, uh, but you know, sometimes Alabama doesn't take teams as seriously, and, and if you can fly under that radar, I think that's the better strategy. Yeah, I, I, I have yet to figure out why you would give uh, the consensus number one team any additional motivation, but some people just can't seem to, to figure that out and get past that. A couple quick questions before we get to – um, uh, DC and, and get back on Alabama football. Uh, the has Jeremy Pruitt coached his last game with Tennessee opting out of uh, the bowl game due to COVID? Air quotes. Uh, I'm uh, not related sure. Issues. I, I hope not. Uh, yeah, I hope he hasn't. But um, you know, a lot of people seem to think that that they're just working out the Hugh Freeze deal. And that that's that's why you you you've seen this school across the state struggle um, to to find the coach because they thought they had their guy in Hugh Freeze. Now that's just you know sports media talk uh, rumors, but um, I hope Jeremy hasn't. But the other side of that, Joe, is. You remember you asked me a question about had Auburn's number one guy turned him down, and I told you I think so, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I'm going to say without a doubt, uh, true, uh, true, uh, true. <laughs> so I, I think that Auburn is in a mess. When, 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 uh, and it, it, whether it's true or not, when the news is reporting that. Bill Clark is choosing to stay at UAB. Um, Napier is choosing to stay at Louisiana. And uh, the fans have gotten so riled up over Kevin Steele that he's not even a candidate anymore. Sark is getting – I mean, who who are they going after? Or are they quietly let getting a deal done and upping the ante on Hugh Freeze, Joe, and that's why he hasn't accepted the Tennessee job – because they came back and threw the bank at him. I don't know. I think the Auburn situation is a huge mess. You've got uh, guys like Cristobal turning them down. Uh, I mean, going down the list, Sarkeesian turned them down. <laughs> Pretty much everybody that they've talked to said no at the moment. And, yeah. and who would want to go to a poison job like that to play against uh, play against Coach Saban and, and and have unrealistic expectations? But Auburn's in a huge mess right now. Yeah, man. You, whew, I, I I think you know they they had Plain Gate. They may should have went ahead and signed the contract on this deal, but it looks like it's going to be a little embarrassing. Pat, I'm going to bring you in with DC and I on the other side of the break. Uh, if you want to get in on the conversation uh, as well, uh, you can call us at 205-342-9904. You can talk to us about uh, the Alabama game. Uh, Craig Wood, uh, Wooden saying Tennessee's a dumpster fire and nobody wants it. Auburn is a dumpster fire as well. Do you feel that 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 that's the situation with those two jobs and uh, Tennessee may be better served keeping Jeremy Pruitt at least through COVID uh, and, and maybe giving him a chance to rebound next year? Or do they make the move right now and they blame it on COVID? We'll see. We'll talk about it. We'll bring D.C. into the conversation as well. You're listening to the Martin Houston show and we're able to do this each and every day because of our great sponsors. And one of those great sponsors, of course, is Southmark Design, the official outfitter of the Martin Houston Show. Go check them out at southmarkdesign.com. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic pretty quiet around town. I do see some congestion on Lurley Northbound coming off 359. If you see other conditions, just give us a call. It's year-end clearance time right now at your hometown Nissan dealer, towns of Nissan of Tuscaloosa. The deals will make you say, wow, I'm Captain Ray. Sunny weather continues today. The high for this afternoon around 63. Clear tonight, the low at 39. Tomorrow, increasingly cloudy. Rain arrives tomorrow night, the high 62. Thursday, rain ending early in the day. Windy and much colder with temperatures falling into the 30s. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, 
basically any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Hello, I'm Martin Houston, and I'm so excited about this time of the year because it represents not just football, but the season of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. On behalf of Harvest Church and the Martin Houston Show, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and invite you to join Harvest Church on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 6 p.m. where we're creating and enabling faithful followers of Christ. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Martin Houston Show and Harvest Church. Alabama.com. Let's see. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. Let's bring in DC, DC Capstone Report. FreelancePictures.com, RoadTopBama.com presents it each and every week. You can find DC, DC Capstone Report at DCCapstoneReport.com. Good morning, D.C. How you doing, sir? Doing great, Martin. How are you this morning? Doing well, doing well. Glad to have you in, sir. Um, as we move along this morning, we'll look at uh, quite a few stories uh, regarding Alabama and the Crimson Tide. Uh, but let me get you a couple ancillary questions before uh, we uh, get into that. And we'll also bring Pat in uh, at this time. So he can uh, get in with us as well. Before we get into that Alabama talk, Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston Show and DC DC Capstone Report. How you doing, sir? Good, good morning, Martin. Good morning, DC. DC, I'm so happy that you're in this morning, so you can talk me off my Christmas mantle ledge. Oh, uh, that <laughs> I am beside myself about the boys going home for Christmas. I would have thought that they would have voted to stay in Tuscaloosa and that uh and had uh, a a tremendous right hey and it would have been in the barn where it'd have been plenty of room to spread everybody out and would have brought in turkeys. Hey even even I would have smoked four or five turkeys to send over to the boys, you know. <laughs> yeah, I understand and, uh, you know, I understand I your just, concern, Pat. Yeah, go ahead. I understand your concern, Pat, but it's one thing I've learned uh, during these years of Coach Saban. Uh, Coach Saban has a plan for everything, and uh, I think that he knew that this time uh, he's going to treat this like a, a bye week, and I believe he's trying to do everything he can to make it seem uh, as uh, pleasant for the for the boys and as, as for the young men as possible. And I think going home for Christmas is something that he's routinely allowed his players to do. Now, in this COVID world, there's a lot of things that come up. But I promise you, uh, if you, you can step a couple of steps back off that ledge, because I promise you they have every protocol in place to maintain their personal bubble. And each and every one of these players knows what's on the line if they don't. And, and I, I, hey, well, what, let's throw this scenario in there. That, uh, as, as you heard in the last week, uh, on an airplane ride, man that had COVID died on the airplane. That Have they verified attack. that he had COVID? How do what now? Have they verified that he had COVID? That's what, from what I understand. But uh, I, I, mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. They, they said they, they claimed that he died of a heart attack, but he had COVID complications is what I was heard. That doesn't mean he was – that doesn't mean he was contagious. COVID well, complications yeah, exactly. come that, home that after COVID. Yeah, well, when, you say, when they say you die from COVID complications, all of that is true. Uh, the the COVID, uh, even though you you've gotten over it and you're no, you're no longer contagious, it can damage yeah. your organs. So you can oh, die from a heart attack or liver failure yeah. or some other type. Now I'm not a doctor, but uh, I've, I've researched it enough to know that those things are, are true. 
But what we're talking about is being in, infected by a a, a a area of wherever these people, where kids go back to. And I, I think what you're going to find out is, is that the coach Saban has a plan for it, and that each each player is going home with their own instructions and to maintain that personal bubble. And and I, and I think that I think it's probably going to be good for the young men. Uh, I yep. understand what Notre Dame is doing. They they're uh, it's not they're not a regional school, so they they have people all over from California to different places. And and I think that uh, keeping them is probably the right decision for for Brian Kelly. But I think Coach Saban's decision is probably correct as well for his players. So I, I I'm not as concerned about it as you are, Pat. So I, I'm telling you to step back from the ledge. It's going to be okay. Yeah, I got you. Well, look, hey, one more thing before I go is if. This thing could be pushed all the way back to Dr. King's birthday weekend. Hey, would it not be a great, great thing? And I almost guarantee that we would get Mr. Waddle back, which would give us a unfair competitive advantage. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not sure it's going to be pushed back. It will be. It will be. There's, there's protocols in place if, if there's a lot. Of, if the testing proves that the, that the teams can't. Uh, uh, on the field enough players because of this COVID thing, so it can okay. be pushed back. But you know, Notre Dame's tested; they all came back uh, uh, negative, so they they look like they're in pretty good shape. Uh, yeah. and you don't know what Alabama shapes are. We don't have we don't have any statistics on who are, who's already had it and and, and and that sort of thing. So they have all uh, they've all got protocols, and everybody's being traced and. And I promise you, they'll be uh, they'll know where every, every young man's been and what he, what he's doing. Okay. And, and the other hey. thing, Pat, to help you a little Good. bit, don't assume all these players are going to go home. A lot of them will still be here in town. Oh yeah, I got you. Uh, I, just but, just, I, just but because let's... they can, don't mean they will, because right. they'll have those same concerns that Kelly, all our kids from California and Texas and and uh, uh, Lower Florida and you know some of those places where. By the time you drive there and get there, or the issues with flights, they 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 will probably um, be be right back here or stay here, and uh, most of them will probably be at Saban's house for Christmas. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. eating, eating dinner. So well, well, I, I wouldn't I, worry. I, I, I mean, I, really, I, I I'm selfishly I wish they were still here, Pat. Uh, mm-hmm. But that would be totally selfish. <laughs> no, so, yeah, I, I thoroughly agree with that too, Martin. I mean, I'm 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 torn, but hey, but I do have this question: that if that one of the four teams uh, has too many people not to be able to play, would they call off or move all four, all two, both games I, back because it would give one team or, or your several teams more time to practice? And and the one team, and if it you know move one game, it'd be it, it, it'd be it. Well, only the only thing that would be fair is that they pushed it all forward. Well, well, they have one team, Pat, that's only played six games, so I don't think they're really worried about fair. So, yeah, oh, I understand. Uh, I <laughs> hey, good job, <laughs> Mister Houston. Hey, Merry Christmas. Hey, thank you, DC. Y'all have a blessed morning. Merry Christmas, Pat. <laughs> And of course, that was a shot, DC. I couldn't resist it. I mean, being fair is probably not necessarily what this committee is after. Uh, they're looking for the four best teams to create two good team, two good games, supposedly, and uh, they believe that these teams would do that. And if they were to let, if say it was Alabama, and they were to let Clemson and Ohio State play, uh, you really have to put two asterisks if the Alabama game didn't go forward, and then they had to play back-to-back weeks while Ohio State got an extra week off because they upset Clemson. But anyway, hey, we have another call. Let's bring in Tom. Tom, you're in with the Martin Houston Show in D.C. D.C. Capstone Report. What's on your mind, man? Hey, good morning, Martin. Good morning, D.C. Merry Christmas to both of you. Uh, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas. You, Tom. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, well, you know, I feel bad calling in. I didn't realize that uh, Martin's format had changed to medical. <laughs> yeah hey listen we're we're all things to all people right I now see that, uh, and uh, uh <laughs> i appreciate the concern and uh uh that pat has for the playoffs i really do and uh interesting questions but i want to get back to uh the florida game yes if y'all don't care and uh Go ahead. 
that that game was to me, and I'm John Q fan, so I'm looking for criticism. Both of those teams made some of the most extraordinary plays that you would want to see in a football game. I'm not saying better than it's ever been done before, but in that game, there were so many great play calls. <clears throat> Our defense, their defense, uh, and by the way, their defense wasn't supposed to be any good, but they played their guts out. And uh, and our defense played their guts out. And, you know, Coach Saban, uh, he has a way of kind of telling you what's going to happen. And all week long he'd been saying, you know, they this is a matchup problem for Alabama. And by God, he was right. And <laughs> But going forward, with that said, I'm going I'm to let you talk. I swear I am. No, you're fine. Uh, Go ahead. But uh, going forward, I don't know that another team that's in the playoffs, I, I'm not saying they're not good, but I don't know if they present the kind of matchup problems that Florida did for us. Well, I mean, if I could speak to that just a little bit, I've I've said already, uh, and I've on record of saying that I think the Notre Dame matchup for Alabama is the best possible matchup of anyone. I wouldn't have wanted to play Florida again. I definitely wouldn't want to play Texas A&M. So uh, I think that that's the best matchup for Alabama. I do think that Ohio State and Clemson uh, has some athletic playmakers. Uh, but as far as as far as the Florida game, I want to give Florida credit. You know, everybody's fussing about Alabama's defense, but you know, Florida made some great adjustments in the second half, and their playmakers made plays, and their quarterback did some great throws. Uh, and so, let's give a Florida credit where Florida credit is due. They had a really explosive, very good offense, and their defense played probably better above their uh, level they played all year. So. Uh, it was a great game on both sides. I think there was mistakes made on both sides, but I think it was great athletic plays made on both sides. And I think that uh, definitely their playmakers was a big matchup problem for our uh, for our secondary and our, our linebackers. So I'm not sure that we'll have that same setup with the tight end, uh, athletic receivers, and a quarterback uh, in the rest of the in the rest of the college football playoff field. But each each team will present different. Uh, type of matchup problems for Alabama going forward, especially with the injury uh, to Landon Dickerson. I, I agree with that. I think Alabama is the best team in the country. But if we were if we were really looking at it and saying, okay, who could change something and 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 make the biggest changes and win that game? I think you'd have to say Florida, DC. Um, I don't know that that you know. I think we lost a little momentum on those two drives. But you think about how many drives did Florida because – but it's their coaching. They were undisciplined. Uh, they they jumped off sides on third down. They got penalties on third down and kept drives alive, and that kept us uh, ahead in that game because we went on the score every time in the first half. Uh, but the reality of it is that Florida team played, uh, as they say, knuckle-to-knuckle, head-to-head, whatever you want to call it, against this Alabama team. And, and and literally had a chance, uh, and with a few couple different decisions, we may be we may be saying, "Hey, wow, Florida got in and Alabama got in." Uh, but Florida's SEC champion, you know, Dan Mullins could have did something different at the end of the first half, not giving us a you know full uh, seventy plus seconds or whatever it ended up being uh, to go down and score if he just runs the clock down. Uh, at the end of the first half. I mean, there's just several things that he could have done differently. And like I said, they're undisciplined, but it showed. You saw how he responded. He was out there instigating as much as anyone on the Landon Dickerson situation. He's just an immature coach. And uh, uh, fortunately, Alabama had a, had enough of their A game on offense uh, t- to win it, Tom. So uh, I think both yeah, teams I, played I extremely hard. Too, Martin. Uh, Do what? My, my Florida buds said, oh, y'all got breaks going and coming. I said, no. I said, i tell you what, there, there was three things that stood out to me was there was three fumbles that Alabama had that they didn't get. And uh, uh, and those were breaks for Florida. And, yes. uh, and in one case, there was a 14-point swing on that, uh, on that, on that thing. 
holding them to a field goal in the first half, it turned out to be huge. And yep. uh, and guess what? The defense did that. But I, I'm not saying we played perfect defense. Oh, not at all. By God, I tell you what, they they were out there playing all they. I, I don't think anybody left anything. Uh, out of the bag when it came to that game. I, I don't know what y'all think about that. But. Hey, hey, Tom, I, this is what I said yesterday. Uh, Alabama played great offense, but uh, Florida played what? Why? Why, why do we? Why? As Alabama fans, yeah, it's not like if we were listening, we were listening <laughs> if we were listening to stations down in Florida right now, they would be talking about how great Trask and that offense was while we're sitting here saying how bad our defense is. But we're not saying that Florida had a bad defense. It's because we have a great offense. It, we can't – as Alabama fans, we, we can't have it both ways. I think it was a little bit of both. Our, our, our defense didn't play necessarily great, but you go back and look at how many times we were in the right position and trash to – to pitch just over the hands or oh, yeah. just I mean, outside shoulder. And now we did trip and fall, and we, we I, didn't I, make I, adjustments, every, and I agree every, with those. Every quarterback that we face uh, <laughs> in every game, I don't care who they are, when you play Alabama, it is an opportunity for a ticket to the NFL, and everybody, every quarterback, Steven Garcia does. Yeah, they, 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 we tend to get every guy's career game. Yeah, well, that's, that's true, right. but you also got to realize that Kyle Trask is a lot of a talent. Uh, it takes a really good quarterback to put the ball in a tight space to make a to make a uh, completion by your athletic receivers, and and you know the ones that we've gone up against that couldn't do that. They were blowout games, but the ones that could right. do that is a chance for them to to hang close. And and I and I think that uh, Kyle Trask did a great job. He's a great quarterback. We ought to give him credit. Our defense is not bad every time another team uh, blows us out. When we won the, the shootout game against Clemson, it wasn't because our defense was bad, it's because their offense was good and our offense was That's good. That's exactly and, right. And we won the and national that, championship because of that. All right, this I'm going to get off. I know others want to talk. I'm sorry to yeah. hog. That's okay, but, Tom. Hey, thanks, I man. Appreciate Tuesday. you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, thanks so much. Tom. Hey, DC, as we go to break here, you know, Trask had the most passing yards against Alabama. Uh, since that game, you referred to Sean Watson's game. So uh, that shows you what level, even though we had a – that was supposed to be the best defense Alabama's ever – one of the best defenses Alabama's ever had. And, you know, we still gave up 400 passing yards. Uh, so am I saying Trask is the Sean Watson? No, but I'm saying that Mullins and Trash called an absolute beautiful game, and they have a lot of weapons. And I don't – even as good as Clemson is, uh, the quarterback may be better, but he doesn't have the same weaponry uh, across the board from the tight end to the f- first, second, and third wide receiver that uh, Florida does. I think Florida has four receivers in their tight end and their uh, first, second, and third wide receiver. I don't think we'll see that combination. Uh, and I don't know if we'll see as good a play caller uh, as uh, Dan Mullen, even though he's a goofball, as Craig Wooden said. Coming back on the other side, we're going to get more comments from D.C. D.C., you're, you're, you're ringing up the phone calls. we got a couple of callers uh, that, that's waiting for you. Uh, you and I will figure out. We'll get a little conversation in as well. But, hey, keep those phones ringing, 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic pretty quiet around town. I do see some congestion on Lurley Northbound coming off 359. If you see other conditions, just give us a call. It's year-end clearance time right now at your hometown Nissan dealer, Towns and Nissan of Tuscaloosa. The deals will make you say, wow, I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double 
the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. I'm Martin Houston, and I really get excited during football season. But nothing excites me as much as the Christmas holiday season. On behalf of the Alabama One family and the Martin Houston Show, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Please stop by one of our branch locations because we'll be open to serve you throughout the Christmas season. And don't forget, you can visit alabamaone.org. And once again, Merry Christmas from Alabama One, one together. Beautiful Tuesday morning, and we have um, two callers on. Uh, so, Chuck, uh, Super Joe, hold on for one second. Let me ask DC uh, a quick question. DC, when you look at uh, this Alabama Florida game, uh, you know, we talked a little bit with Tom. Um, what, what was your overall takeaway uh, from, from that, that particular game? It was probably the uh, Steve, Steve Sarkeesian's best offensive play calling of the year uh, ever. And I thought that he, he, they in in the film study they found that they, to explore a uh, matchup, and Najee Harris was that cog, and Mac Jones played excellent, Devontae Smith played excellent, and I just felt like it was one of the best uh, games he ever called. Defensively, I thought that our players played their hearts out. Uh, I, I thought that Christian Harris coming back from a uh, injury to play in that game and obviously favoring his shoulder, uh, but to get two sacks in the game, uh, Will Anderson to get two sacks in the game, Christopher Allen to get a sack, have a five-sack game, uh, just proved that our, our, our front seven uh, really played their hearts out. And Freddie Roach did a good job of coaching them up. So I, I was pleased with it overall. I, I'm not one of these naysayers that says uh, our defense was bad. I, I thought Florida's offense was good and our defense – uh, did a good job. Now, did we play perfect? No, we didn't. Uh, but we hadn't had our perfect game yet. I hope that doesn't happen until we get to the championship game. All right. Yeah. You know, and there was a couple things that I think we could have. Of course, there's all there's always that case, but um, I felt like we should get out of uh, as much man. But overall, um, I've heard some some complaints on the pass rush. I thought the pass rush was was good at times. It wasn't, but you know, I, I don't even know how many passes they threw, but I think it was uh, 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 it, maybe 40 passes or so. I don't even know. But it seemed like they were throwing it every play because they can't run. And, um, you know, five sacks and a lot more pressures and hurries. But Trask would stand in there. I mean, it was times that, you know, the typical average non-elite quarterback would have felt pressure. Uh, but trash. That's that's also why we got the fumble because he wouldn't necessarily run from the pressure that was generated. So uh, overall, uh, Alabama did enough to win, and that's that's what counts. Uh, do we have to keep getting better uh, to win a championship? I think so, uh, and and hopefully we'll do that uh, by the time we take the field against Notre Dame. 
Let's get to Chuck. Chuck from uh, Monroe, Louisiana. You're in with DC, DC Capstone Report. What's on your mind, man? Yeah, I was just calling you all. You were just talking about the players uh, going home for Christmas and you talking about the, uh, Brian Kelly keeping his players in South Bend uh, for the holidays. Uh, yeah, uh, I would be concerned myself uh, because I'm thinking about the guys who are, I'm just, you know, I've been from Louisiana. I can tell you all uh, what's going the the uh, Cases have spiked in Louisiana uh, for COVID nineteen, and uh, I'll be I'll, I'll be concerned as well. And see the area where you know people like Devontae Smith and Christian Harris all in from they're down in South Louisiana, down there in, in Cajun country, and see a lot of them. They you get down South Louisiana, they love having loving the, they love gathering a lot. Uh, that's that's what goes on their way. And, and then up here, and right here in my area, without uh, they were just uh, the, the governor just come uh, come about the spike uh, up here and. Uh, over, over my way, over from you all. But uh, yeah, uh, I, w- I wouldn't want those young. Uh, I hope those young men, if they do come home, uh, that they take responsibility because you know, Fedarian Mathis is from uh, Winsboro, Louisiana. That's uh, Booker McFarland's hometown, and Melvin Cheatham, who played at Alabama, played basketball at Alabama, his hometown yep. as well. And uh, you know, he finished high school at uh, Neville High School, uh, the same school that uh, Cootie Jones went to, and. Uh, I just hope that hope these guys will uh, take responsibility. Like I said, I, they might they might be staying on, on campus. I, just, I don't know. Yeah, I'm hoping that they do, Chuck. And and I understand the the, the spike. Uh, and I think the spike partially is uh, because uh, of the cold, but also think this part of the spike uh, is that there's more people are getting tested right now. So, um, but uh, overall, I think Nick Saban. Um, I'm going to trust him. And even if, you know, some people say, well, what if it, what if it backfires? Well, you know, we just have to go out and play, uh, with whatever we have, or they'll, they'll push it down the road and we'll potentially see how good this Alabama team is. Uh, so thanks Chuck. Appreciate that. And uh, hopefully the guys will do come home and stay safe. All right. Up next, we got super Joe, super Joe, you in with DC, DC capstone report and the Martin Houston show. What's on your mind, man? Everything all good, man. How's everything on Monday? How's everything with D? How you everything DC? Hey, good morning, good. Super good. Joe. Hadn't talked to you in a while. Glad to hear from you. I'm glad to hear from you. Glad to hear from you too, man. I said, but I tell you what, the in about like I said, I was gonna say this, say this. So the, how much like with the Notre Dame and Ohio? I mean, not the Notre, but the Columbus Ohio State. I mean, is Ohio State gonna be getting a lot of their players back? You know, from the, for this game. Yeah, what I've heard, I think they're going to get a lot of their players back, and and you know they're well rested because they hadn't played many games. Uh, so I, I think they're going to have an advantage. I I'm not sure that it's fair to uh, Clemson, but uh, that's the way that, that's the way the committee is voted. That's the way they put them in. So yeah. uh, I guess we'll see when they play on the field. Uh, their yeah, coach come... seems to think they're going to mop the field up with Alabama or Clemson, uh, based on what he said. Uh, he's gone on record doesn't think much of Clemson or Alabama. Yeah, well, sorry, though. Um, well, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, it's like this, you know. So, so, so Clemson thinks they're going to wipe the field with Alabama. I know the Dame thinking that. No, I no. think Ohio State thinks that they're going to wipe the field with either who they play. They don't think Alabama or Clemson's very good based on what their coaches been well, said on okay, video. Well, okay, well, that's all right, though. You know, Apollo Creed thought he knew he was doing what he was doing about the amount of time and getting it, but he's sorry, though. But it's but it's all great. We'll let them let them think what they think. It's it's like it's a this is really a heck of a time to think arrogant. But I mean, it's good to be confident, but think arrogant, you know. But now the way I'm gonna say this though with them, well, them I'm sure like when the players are home, so I'm sure a lot of them gonna make wise decisions, not be out, not be called, not to be out there getting these get together, knowing where the COVID nineteen is hitting and stuff. So I'm sure that Devontae Smith and and who and all the rest, I'm sure they, I'm sure they're gonna go out there and make wise decisions. I think something Martin said is very true. Just because they can go home doesn't mean they will go home. I think some of them are going to be disciplined enough to stay in Tuscaloosa, and I think there'll be a lot of them spending time with uh, Terry and Nick Saban for Christmas. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and, that, probably, that, might be a, that might be a good thing because, you know, cause, I mean, we know the chip we got on our shoulder from losing the Clemson and not making the playoffs last year, and plus losing the two games in which we lost to LSU and Auburn Court. We avenged both of them. So that was that was I, the bright side of it. So I just know, don't see that there's players on this is, team that are leaders, Super Joe, like Devonta Smith and Najee Harris and Alex Leatherwood, who come back uh, to get that taste out of their mouth of losing. I just don't see them throwing away a chance at playing in this game by uh, not uh, being responsible 
uh, whatever they, whether they go home or whether they don't, I think they'll be responsible. We have well-disciplined players, and I, I think Coach Saban said it best this week when he said, "When your best players are your best guys on your team, it makes it a lot easier to coach." And, and I think these players, the leadership is what's difference on this team. Uh, we've always had some athletic players, but these players have bought in, and their leadership is really good. Yeah, that's the, that's the bright side. That's the bright side of this, and and I can say this thing: I'm very confident. Of, you know, I'm very confident that I, I, here's the way I think. About it. I said, well, when we come out there, we're prepared like we're prepared like we're supposed to. No damn won't be a problem at all. Because you know, I, like I said, but thank goodness the players don't act like the fans. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Thanks, Super Joe. Uh, care, Craig Wood saying, talkers talk and players play. Um, I guess uh, he may be referencing Ryan Day's uh, comments uh, about give us a shot against any of them. Uh, Alabama, Notre Dame, and our Clemson. So they're going to get their shot. We'll see what happens, uh, what goes down the road. But I can tell you, D.C., coming back on the other side, we'll we'll talk about the college football playoffs. We'll quickly hit. Uh, we, we got all next week to talk about Notre Dame. Uh, so we'll, we'll do a quick review of the Florida game. But all I can tell you is uh, the more games you play, the more chance you have to lose. As the Pittsburgh Steelers, 11-0, and now sit at 11-3. and and in disarray. That's all I'm saying. Florida, Florida, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, A&M all had a chance to do that. Ohio State, 6-0, and representing the Big Ten and playing for a national championship. I'll leave it at that. Come back on the other side. We'll talk to D.C. D.C. Capstone Report for more conversation regarding the Florida Gators and Alabama and the big SEC showdown. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks or problems on this Tuesday morning. A bit of congestion on McFarland at US 43 in Northport. If you see other conditions, just give us a call. 205-886-8886. It's year in clearance time now at Towns of Nissan, and the deals will make you say wow. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Stargazers and astrologists took to the sky Monday evening to witness the Great Conjunction. Congress has approved a $900 billion COVID relief bill. Former UAB football player Carlos Stevens has been charged with capital murder. And the grace period for late utility bills has been extended in Tuscaloosa. Details on these stories and more on the way. For the latest in local news, log on to TuscaloosaThreat.com. I'm Jade Nicole. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. Hello, I'm Martin Houston. And while I get really excited about football season, I love the holiday season even more. Merry Christmas from the Tide 109 family and the Martin Houston Show. Roll Tide. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. We're with DC, DC Capstone Report. DC had a lot of callers this morning, and that's always a good thing. Uh, but let's get into some specific conversation uh, regarding Alabama, uh, Florida. Uh, the, the, the dynamic trio, whatever you want to call them, have you ever seen three players play on the same offense at the level that these three guys are playing at at the same time? No, I've never in my life seen three players so dynamic on the same team, not taken away from each other, but complementing each other. Yes. And uh, these these players, and I'm talking about Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, and Najee Harris, they were my offensive standout players in this game. 
and they did a fantastic job. And uh, it, it's just it's something to watch. It, 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 it's just you've heard the old uh, when you used to watch a Walter Payton run, they'd say poetry in motion. That's what this Alabama three-headed offensive uh, star is. DC, what makes this more amazing is not only is Sark getting those three engaged, he also keeps Mechie engaged, Forstall engaged, and now even uh, Billingsley uh, as another weapon in this offense that you have to, yet he yet his top three are still, you know, uh, fully engaged. And so I think Sark has done as good a job as an offense coordinator, I think, as I've ever seen. Uh, I agree. And Mac Jones has done a great job of distributing the ball on a crucial third down. Xavier Williams catches his first pass in the that's SEC correct. game. So, I mean, that's, that's to me the credit to our offense. Absolutely. When you have that, that critical of a moment and you go to a kid that hadn't caught a pass in his career, uh, but you don't hesitate to throw it to him. Uh, from the defensive side of the ball, uh, Will Anderson – Seven sacks in the last four games, um, and and w- had six two and six tackles, two sacks, and one fumble forced on Saturday. Uh, is this young man uh, going to be potentially going against Lawrence and I mean against Book and then ultimately Fields and our Trevor Lawrence if we win that game? Uh, is he going to be one of the key cogs in terms of Alabama being able? Uh, to to get to a national championship, most definitely. I think he is what we thought he would be. Uh, he's he's peaked at the right peaking at the right time. He's he's learned. He's physically there. The mental aspect of it's clicked. I think Martin. The last three games, what you say as a player, it all clicked. It all the, the whole game slowed down for him, and now he's just playing football. And I think that's instinctively he's got a great instinct. I think the bye week was uh, was was magic for him. Uh, now they weren't talking to him about what they needed to do or how that, that the second time when we missed the LSU game, I think since that time he has been everything we thought he would be. How big a loss is the Dickerson, um, loss and does Alabama have what it takes? Uh, and can Chris Owens, um, get us to that next level? Huge loss. I, I talked about it on the podcast yesterday. Uh, Chris Owens can come in and at, adequately, do a great job of, of being a center. And I think he can even call the center calls. But it's one thing that Landon Dixon brought to the team. It was his passion. Uh, it was his ability to be a leader. And everybody loved him. And you saw that when they all came out to the car. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Uh, but it's up to Alex Leatherwood and Deontay Brown to step up as leaders and bring that passion, I think. I think Chris Owens is going to have to do enough to just play the position. Uh, I think Alex Leatherwood and Deontay Brown have to step up and bring the passion. Yeah, I think it'll take uh, a center all for the other guys uh, place Dickerson and play he to the DC. Tell them real quick where they can find you, sir. Well, instead of telling them now, I just want to take this time to say Merry Christmas, and you okay. can't celebrate Christmas without talking about Christ. And he's made the difference in my life, and I hope that everyone has has the opportunity to make that peace with God as I did by accepting Christ as my Savior. So, Merry Christmas from DC Capstone Report. I appreciate you allowing me to be on your show, Mark. All right. That's DC, DC Capstone Report, wishing you a Merry Christmas and telling you to remember the reason for the season, Jesus Christ. He died for you and you can live for him. Remember this, trust in the Lord always, lean not your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Roll Tide for DC, Joe Gaither, and all of the guests. We say catch you on the flip side and wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.